Welcome to Are We There Yet? The podcast looking at the innovations emerging from the workshops, labs and secret test tracks of Hyundai. Across this series, we've heard about technology that is changing our world. And behind each piece of cutting-edge tech is an army of engineers, scientists and ultimately designers making crucial decisions about how our world looks and how it works. Sensual sportiness means that all cars have that drive for the best proportion, the drive for the best architecture and simplicity and architecture of the, of the volumes have the right technology, and then they can be styled much more easily. I'm Susie Perry, and this podcast comes to you from Hyundai Motor. Today, we're looking further into design and finding out how it plays a vital role in keeping the motor industry at the top of its game. Joining me on the show, I have Simon Lowesby, head of Hyundai Style Group at Hyundai Motor Group in Korea. We'll not only hear how his career has taken him from the solid British car industry of the 1980s to Hyundai's dynamic design centre in Seoul, but also about a very special new concept car that he's playing a major part in designing. Simon, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for joining me. Pleasure to be here. Good to see you. Before we get into your work, I've heard that you've just got back from a trip in California. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, um, we were a group of us design team were over in California presenting our latest concept car, the 7. We've already seen the Ionic 5, which is in production now, and 7 comes two cars later. And uh, yeah, we um, wanted to create something a little bit different and uh, had a very good trip, had some very good positive feedback and spent a lot of time explaining what it was all about. So that was the world premiere for it? Yes, exactly. World premiere. Uh, we'd worked on it, obviously, for quite some time. We unveiled the car. Nobody had ever seen it before. Um, new exterior, new interior, and uh, had well, lots and lots of people, lots and lots of questions, and uh, spent a lot of time explaining what we're doing, why we're doing it, and luckily had lots of compliments too. Excellent. I look forward to getting stuck into that conversation a little bit later on. But before we do, let's just talk about you. What role did you play in all of this um, for the world premiere of the Seven Concept and also within the Hyundai Motor Group in general? I'm head of uh, Hyundai Style, which means basically everything that goes on in the design team uh, comes through me. Um, I'm, I lead the direction along with Sang Yap Lee. He's head of the whole design team in Namyang, which is Genesis and Hyundai. And I head up the design of the Hyundai brand. And so my role in the show car was really to guide a direction, work with the teams on the direction, work with the teams on uh, the content as well. Yeah, I'm head of the brand design-wise in Korea here, connecting all the studios around the world as well. And uh, we had a number of the studios working on this project with us in Namyang. You worked at Volkswagen um, and in the UK before that. What drew you from working with a European automotive brand to, to go to Korea and China as well? I guess to some extent you could call it luck or, or taking chances when they appeared. I guess working hard and, and people maybe recognising that and saying, look, could you come and do something for us now? So that was my move to Germany. Then I got a phone call saying, Simon, listen, we need somebody in China. Would you be interested? Later, I got another phone call saying, hey, how about what you're doing there you could do for Hyundai? Um, and eventually that ended up with me moving to Korea. So it was, I never pushed for it. It's just that I was very fortunate that I was in the right place at the right time, mm. doing the right projects. And people said, how do you fancy doing this next? 
But I suppose you have to be very open-minded as well. If you don't have that bravery to make that jump, to go and move your life to a different country. And did they come to you as well with a problem? Do you see yourself as a problem solver in some way as well as a designer? I'm a firm believer in you make your luck. Uh, and then you then you take the decisions and you take the risks. Nothing ventured, nothing gained. Yeah, I guess I am very happy to take risks. I'm very happy to be out of the comfort zone. Uh, I'm very happy to be tested in an unknown situation. Having spoken to um, designers across this series, it seems that to be a good designer, you have to be able to take risks, really, to come up with something that's new and different to a, to a certain degree. Is it a balance? If you're scared of doing something new, then don't work in design. Design is about not worrying about getting it wrong sometimes. 99.9% .9 of what a designer does goes in the bin. I have a presentation I hold, for, which is called Rubbish. It's my rubbish presentation. And I, the reason it's called Rubbish is because the rubbish bin is something as a designer has to become your friend. You have to expect everything to go there. Every now and again, it doesn't. And that's exceeding expectations. Most of what you do goes in the bin. And that's just life. Very few companies understand that, I think, because very few companies have departments which put their own teams in competition with each other. We have to be comfortable with getting things wrong. And we have to encourage our teams that it's okay to get it wrong. Try, because if you don't try going down there, you never know what's at the end of the, the path you're creating. Since you've been at Hyundai Motor Group, you've obviously contributed to, to the development of, of Hyundai's current design philosophy. Um, can you tell us a little bit more about sensuous sportiness? When I joined, uh, Luke Donkerfolk and Sangyap Lee were already building this story and, and it's something that I, I felt passionately about as well, combining the emotional attributes and the logical attributes of any design. Sensuous sportiness means that all cars have that drive for the best proportion, the drive for the best architecture and simplicity and architecture of the, of the volumes, have the right technology, and then they can be styled much more easily. Emotion plays a big part, doesn't it, in, in terms of design and what people feel about a car, what makes them want to get in it or even touch it. What makes it attractive? It's all about attractiveness. Uh, and how we define attractiveness. And our job is to get the combination of elements in on a basic proportion to be as attractive as possible. And if you can do that and people just want to go and look at it, want to touch it, then you're there. In Los Angeles last week with the seven concept, a number of people I was talking to went up to car and rubbed their hands along the, the rear haunch and, and along the center line. Then you know if people are touching it, you're touching them. We've talked about the Ionic 5 a lot on this podcast before, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but the 7 concept, is that related somehow to the Ionic 7? What you saw as the exterior or design of the 7 concept is very close to the production version of the car which will come, uh, similar to the 45 concept in Frankfurt a few years ago and Ionic 5, which is in production now. You asked me earlier about, uh, about sensual sportiness. There's, a, there's another term underneath that we use, which is called the Hyundai look. And the Hyundai look is, you look at it a bit like chess pieces. You have the pawn and the rook and the bishop and the knight, the king, the queen. Actually, they have all very different functions very different roles. They have different moves, but you know they're on the same team. And, and somehow they visually, you, they're connected by the base. And this is, our, this is the way we look at all of our products and the Ionic family as well. The Ionic 5 is for a certain customer group, has a certain role to play in our team. The Ionic 6 has another role to play, is for a different customer group. 
Ionic 7 is probably the king and has another role to play. It's our most premium car, probably our most expensive car. So visually, they deliberately have a different architecture, different form language, where we say that Ionic 5 is parametric surfacing. Our uh, Ionic 6 is very based on prophecy, show car. It's very organic. And Ionic 7 is very Teutonic, very engineered, very almost Germanic in its surface quality. But we wanted to find something to connect those points. So the consistency is in the detailing. With the Ionic cars, there is one thing that connects them, and that's the pixel design language. The pixels that connect the lighting. And, and people are playing it back to us now. It's lovely. And people say, oh, yeah, of course, the pixels, that, that's what connects your cars. Um, you see a pixel, you know it's ours. You know it's a Hyundai. And, and the pixel is a really interesting thing in itself. Uh, if we're talking about electric vehicles and we look at the transfer from analog to digital, the pixels, who doesn't forget their first tennis game on a computer back then, which was basically a square block which moved back and forth. It was a <laughs> pixel. And it, the pixel is the basis for our screen. So it's a, it's a very familiar um, sort of recurring theme, the square. King Sejong in 1442 designed the modern day language and he designed 23 letters. Uh, that make up the alphabet of Hangul. Uh, one of those letters is a letter called Myum, which is a perfect pixel. Uh, and to my to my view, it's I don't know another language. There may be some more. Correct me if I'm wrong. I don't know another language with a perfect square in the language. So that pixel, not only is it a, sort of a recurring theme, it could also be sort of a 600-year-old design language on our most modern products. And, uh, and so, yeah, I, I love that. And that's something for me when I looked at the language when I was first here, like, wow, there's something in this. And we're extracting that element, connecting it with electrification. And, and that's, our, that's our chess pieces. The seven concept at Automobility LA, it's, it's really stunning. Um, let's get into the seven now. If you wanted to sum it up in three seconds, if I bumped into you, Susie, in the corridor and you said, what is that? I would call it the SUEV. So it's, it's, if you're doing an SUV, which is electric, you have, what is the logic behind doing that? Well, one of the biggest issues with, with electric vehicles is efficiency and, and battery capacity and so on. So as a design team, how can we help and create the best range based on that battery capacity? So we wanted to create an architecture of the vehicle, which is the most efficient architecture for an SUV. So it still has to be an SUV with three seating rows, with lots of headroom. And so our first point was, that how do we create the best aerodynamic shape uh, for that? That's why we call it the SUEV. So there's three supporting factors for that. The profile, the aerodynamic profile, the proportion of that is point number one. Point number two is the flexible living space inside that you create. Now, if you have a very aerodynamic profile, you have, typically have a very curved roof, so it's quite high, and you move the screen further forwards, which gives you a big living space. We wanted a flexible lounge, much like the living space in your home is more flexible than we are in vehicles usually. And the third point, quite a surprise for a lot, was hygiene. Uh, living in the times we're living at the moment, how can we create the, a peaceful mindset for the travelers within R7 that it's a very hygienic space? Um, the mindset is also built on sustainability, of course, but we feel going even further, sustainability is a must-have. We're going further now into hygiene where we can treat surfaces, treat the air, use lighting to create a very hygienic environment. 
So those three are the building blocks for the SUEV. And in terms of the, the wellness and the hygiene that you just talked about, how does it achieve that? There are three factors that we're working with for the interior. The first one is touch. Everything you touch, every surface you touch, how can we treat that surface to be virus or bacteria inhibiting? Uh, the second factor is using light. How can we use light to help kill viruses and bacteria? And the third is then air. How we treat the air, how we clean the air, how we create a circulation system which separates people within the space without having barriers. We have a, a lighting mode when you leave the car that illuminates the whole interior with the ultraviolet UVC lighting, which kills viruses and bacteria. Copper is a natural, sustainable material which is virus inhibiting and bacteria inhibiting. So all the surfaces are treated in some way. And then we have a quite a sophisticated uh, climate system in the car where we have a, a vertical flow, where we have a, a ring of air on the headlining, which just like in an aircraft, where the flow comes out all the way along the headlining and is sucked in in the floor level, basically you'd never breathe the driver's air because there's a vertical flow of air, not a front to rear flow of air. Most people use their car to get from point A to point B. What's the thinking behind making the interior a more relaxing premium lounge space? What does it bring? Well, the point is when we get to level four autonomy and seven is shown as a level four autonomous car, we can we can give people time back. Rather than sitting driving, they, they can use that time for something else. Uh, and they have a better quality of use of their time. And so autonomous vehicles gives us that opportunity to then play with the space. You no longer need to sit in front of a fixed steering wheel and pedals. In fact, the seven has a single joystick uh, in the armrest, which retracts when you don't need it. And you rotate in the driver's seat to be in a lounge environment and have that conversation or sit on a L-shaped chaise longue in the back, or the kids can sit on the floor and play. Um, and that was our thinking behind really connecting to home interior design and furniture design much more than techie car design. LG, we did a partnership with them. They create these amazing, what they call shoe stylers, which remove the smells, kill the bacteria and virus. So you take the shoes off, put them in the drawer, put your slippers on and treat it like you're at home. And so we wanted to add those touches, which are real things here. Yeah, if you've got lost in Simon's conversation there, we are still talking about a car here. <laughs> it sounds like we're talking yeah, about your lounge or an aeroplane or something like that. Obviously, everybody's been working from home in the last 18 months um, and apart from each other. I understand that the way this car was designed was on some basis a, a remote situation when we had to work from home and when our studios across the world were, were sending all the designers home, we already had a very um, well-oiled machine in terms of remote virtual connection where we could all connect into a virtual space where we can see each other and, and work and walk around the cars. Indeed, in Namyang here in Korea, we have a fully wireless presentation room with VR goggles so we can walk around a 25-meter square room and, and walk around models together. But actually, we're in three different continents in five different locations. And mm. um, we're walking around discussing design. We, we're fortunate that we'd already set that up. So during the pandemic, uh, this car really benefited, Seven really benefited from this virtual process where we had the Americans in the room, the Korean team in the room and the Europeans in the room. And indeed, when we came to the digital design sign-off, myself, Luke Donkofolker and Sang Yap Lee were all in completely different locations. 
but we were in the same virtual location looking at the model. The European team was in the room listening to the discussion, and we did a complete virtual sign-off, exterior and interior, of the whole car, but I'd never seen the model. That's an extraordinary story. Is your design studio, rather than a building, can it be carried around with you? Uh, Garrick, who is a great colleague of mine, uh, he's the head of digital, and he has built um, a James Bond suitcase. And that James Bond suitcase, I can take it anywhere in the world, open it up and connect to virtual studio. I'm connected to the teams anywhere because we have always open a virtual space where we can join and have design reviews. And that's a carry-on bag that I can take anywhere in the world. In fact, one of the most crazy design reviews I did, I was in Incheon Airport about to fly somewhere and we needed to do a review, need to look at something. I set up next to Starbucks in Incheon Airport, my virtual studio took the gear out, plugged it in, and I was doing a, a virtual design review with one of our overseas teams from the airport. Simon, this podcast is called Are We There Yet? The seven concept was designed in a remarkably sustainable way. How much more progress does the automotive design world need to make? We're never there. We're always somewhere and we want to go forwards. And so even when we've designed the next best thing, if you ask us a week later, can we improve it? Of course we can. We analyze the problem. And it's not only design, it's analyzing society, analyzing what's happening and, and seeing where society is going and see where technology is going, see where the climate issues are taking us. So there's always more to do. And as we turn ourselves from purely a, a vehicle manufacturer to a mobility provider, Oh, it, it, it's sort of endless possibilities how we create sustainable, safe, caring mobility for our customers. And for me, it's all about, it's one thing which surprises people when they come to design. I show them a presentation. They start with a big pink heart. And it's all about love. It's loving the planet. It's loving the customers. It's treating people well. It's caring, giving people quality time. So how can we do that? How can we keep on improving that's a, an endless journey and um, we're always going to be able to improve upon what we're doing and we will become a, our goal the best mobility provider most caring mobility provider in the world and that goes into robotics goes into full autonomy and of course the sustainable topics hygiene it's never ended um, you talked there about the customers and providing for the customers. Uh, another question then, is the public there yet in terms of uh, level four autonomous driving? Because you said that that's what the seven features. Um, are everyday drivers ready to kick back and relax uh, while the car drives for you? I'm 100% sure as soon as people experience that extra time that you have, that you can do other things, um, people will be just bought into it straight away. Just like the changeover to more EVs is coming faster, I think the change to autonomous vehicles will be much faster than we think. Uh, and there's a lot going on already. And so, yeah, we're in a good position to enjoy that change. Simon, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. Thank you. It's been really fascinating. Where can listeners follow and find out more? Well, if you go to our websites, connect to me personally on Instagram, see what's happening. We post it all the time. Um, and we will soon have uh, our own design um, site for Hyundai on Instagram uh, running to give you the latest updates. But go to www.hyundai.com and uh, have a look there. And 
you can follow us everywhere. Follow the the news, the PR people uh, always posting LinkedIn and so on. You'll see all the latest stuff. Great news. Actually, just yesterday, the, the Ionic 5 won German Car of the Year uh, against amazing competition. And so seems to be working what we're doing. Uh, <laughs> let's, let's rock on and do some more. Congratulations. Thanks, Thanks so much, Simon. Cheers. Thanks so much. Great talking to you. If you're excited by cutting-edge design, electric vehicles, sustainability and the projects Hyundai are leading, you can find out more at Hyundai.com. And make sure you follow or subscribe to the Are We There Yet podcast from your usual podcast provider. It means that you'll never miss an episode. Thank you so much for listening. Goodbye. (laughs) 